Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. All right, it's a Monday. We're live and ready to go in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now where Colin was right where Colin was wrong as you know there's always plenty of both Jay Mack and I both busy this weekend hung out at UFC great great event may have been the second best UFC card I've ever been to unbelievable five hours of just wild crazy knockouts and I uh, got watched some Wemby last night the United States men's national team oh. last, last night yesterday was a great TV day yeah, they should have put my men's rec league game yeah. on TV, too. We lost at the buzzer on a three-pointer. Well, Crazy game. Yeah, you missed uh, some open looks. Who'd you hang more with, Jamal Murray or uh, Donald Trump? I did not see Donald Trump. He was in the arena. I didn't see him. He was over by the famous people, but uh, Jamal Murray <laughs> sat three seats from me, and that was pretty cool. So Victor Wembanyama was the story of the weekend in the NBA. Uh, the next great player, right? The best prospect since LeBron. Some scouts are saying uh, he's the best prospect ever. I know you think you know more on social media, but every scout I know, and I've known a lot for a long time, say he's as good as any player ever, barring injury because of his unique size and length. Uh, my three takes over the weekend were, he needs to get stronger. Uh, hopefully he will. Not all skinny bigs get stronger. He needs to get stronger. Second thing is San Antonio has a history developing bigs. So he landed in a really good spot and he was a little jittery game one and that saps your energy. Yeah, it's okay to be nervous at 19 years old for your first job interview, your first big meeting, speaking in front of 500 people for the first time or your first NBA event that's official. He was nervous, he was jittery and that saps your energy. 
But by game two, he gives you 27 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. He is already disruptive on the defensive end. And that's really important. I always say this about running quarterbacks. As they're trying to figure out the league, their legs can get them wins. As Wemby is trying to refine his offensive game and get stronger, his defense will be disruptive and a force in the NBA. I've been saying this for years about running quarterbacks. I like a little ability to move because it takes you about three years to figure out the league. Folks, he played against men in Europe and crushed. And European basketball is better than our college basketball, and it's not particularly close. Those teams would blow our college teams out by 40, and he was dominant. He also played, his European team played against G League teams a few months ago, twice. He scored 37 and 36 at 19. He's come from a significantly better basketball league than our college league, and he dominated. And oh, by the way, he was jittery in game one. Of course he is. I've seen Greg Norman on a golf course disintegrate. I've seen Kirk Cousins in primetime games as a grown man disintegrate. It's okay for a 19-year-old in the United States coming to this country, being a little nervous in game one. But his defense will be disruptive. It was in both games. It's going to be his rookie year. His size is unique. He's smart. He's thoughtful. Uh, you guys love all these dynamic point guards. Scoot Henderson, he can't shoot. He can score one way. He's big, strong, fast. He's Westbrook. Can he shoot? Maybe he becomes one. But you love John Wall. Y'all love Tebow, and you had film and game and game and game for a guy that couldn't throw. But you had convinced yourself that Tebow was going to be great. Some of you still believe it. Tebow's not an NFL quarterback. I got like 45 games to show you. Either starting or in reserve. Can't make the throws. Wemby has a jittery game one, and some of you are selling his stock. Listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt your feelings. Your dynamic point guards that can't shoot don't win titles. Scoot Henderson is not going to lead you to titles. He's just going to be really fun to watch. He's going to make some all-star teams. Going to get rich. I can't wait to watch him. Wemby's going to lead you to titles, sort of like Giannis and Jokic. Embiid hasn't won titles, but the last five MVPs are all from abroad, out of the country, foreign-born. Here's a reality, and some of you don't like it, and why you're rooting against him. European bigs are taking over the league. They come in more mature. They come in more skilled. They play against men. Their culture's actually better in developing players sooner than ours. Steve Kerr's already ripped AAU. Greg Popovich probably doesn't love it either. European basketball develops players against men early. This kid's going to win titles. By game two in the summer league, dominant. And his defense is already disruptive, and that will be the key as he tries to get stronger. He needs to put on 10 pounds. It's probably going to take him a year. I've talked about this. If I had Wemby, and the Spurs know what they're doing far, far more than I do, but if I was the Spurs, I'd play him about 58 games, most of the home games. But when they go on two- and three-game road trips, I'd keep him home. I'd let him sleep, lift weights, and eat. I'd do that four or five different quick two-game roadies out of San Antonio. They're playing Houston. They're playing the Mavs. Stay home. Reward your home fans. Put weight on. Sit in the weight room for three hours a day on those trips. Play them 58 games. Who gives a rip about rookie of the year? It doesn't mean anything. I was reading over the weekend, like LeBron James, first summer league camp. was in Boston. He didn't win the MVP. I, didn't, I never heard of the guy that did. Who cares? But he's going to be really good. And some of you don't like it. And you fall in love with the shooting guards out there, 
and I'm not taking shots at him. I would vote uh, a lot of these point guards that can't shoot, I'd put them in the Hall of Fame. But they don't win titles. Can't trust them in May and June. This kid's going to be great. Here's Wemby after. Personally, I'm just, you know, uh, it's normal to get, to get better every game. Two days ago was my first game. In the past month, uh, I, don't, I think basketball wasn't even 50% of my schedule. That was, you know, I, I can't stand it. I know it's a, it's, it's a special moment in my life, but it's, I'm glad it's over. Honestly, it's, uh, I just want to hoop. I just want to work out, lift, because uh, this is my life. Listen. This is my life. He was nervous, and honestly, watching him, I was kind of nervous. For game one, I was nervous for the kid watching it. I thought, man, this kid's got to be keyed up. And he was. And when you're nervous, saps your energy. If there's a lot of people out there don't, don't want to see Europe take over our basketball. By the way, United States men's national soccer team, we're getting better. We're going to be disruptive in the World Cup. It's the way globalization works. Sometimes people do stuff better than us. Our young players have to learn how to shoot and grow up. And quit being bothered by Twitter. Wemby's the future, baby. So is Jokic. So is Giannis for the time being. I'm totally comfortable with it. You need to get comfortable with it. All right, so I saw this one over the weekend. Interesting story. A question was asked. Um, do you know Andrew Luck is just about eligible for the Hall of Fame next year? Andrew Luck. You know I love me some Andrew Luck. And I know what you're saying. I mean, Colin, come on. You only played for about six years. Mm -hmm. Brevity of career does not eliminate you. Gail Sayers, four great years, made it. Then he had knee injuries. Terrell Davis, four great years. Well, Super Bowls, yeah, well, Elway had a lot to do with those too. Um, if you're going to let compilers into all these Hall of Fames, people who were very good and played for a long time, that I'm going to fight for great briefly. You, you love, a lot of you love compilers, your favorite local player who led the league in doubles four times and hit by pitches and played 19 years and was never the best player on his team. Andrew Luck did something I don't think Brady or Patrick Mahomes, Favre, Bradshaw, Aikman could do. He took a horrible roster and went 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5. In fact, four Pro Bowls in five years, they never had a losing season when he was healthy, which is remarkable because according to PFF, the Andrew Luck era had the 28th best defense, the 24th best rushing game, and a bottom six offensive line. And he got to the AFC Championship. I don't think Mahomes could do that. And I think Mahomes is amazing. But here's my thing. If we're going to keep fighting for compilers, every time I hear about the Hall of Fame, there's guys and I'm like, they didn't win a game. They weren't worth a point. And not just football. I mean, in baseball, you see it all the time. 26 years of this and not. Sandy Koufax had six great years. Three phenomenal. Nobody has a problem calling him the best pitcher ever. It's not the Hall of really good for a really long time. It's the Hall of Fame. Fame, famous. Fame, being great. That's who's famous. Fame, all-time stuff. Andrew Luck was impulsive when he retired. People said, I mean, he was banged up, but right before the season, and that didn't sit right. But isn't his owner arguably as impulsive 
as any owner in the league. I've seen impulsive GMs that play the game, what we call it, ready, fire, aim, do things without thinking them through. I've seen coaches be impulsive. I've seen owners be impulsive. And at least he had an excuse. He got the hell beat out of him. I would have preferred he didn't retire right before a season. I don't think the Colts have ever really recovered. They've been scrambling since. But basically, if you look at those Colts teams, they're the opposite of today's San Francisco 49ers. They were awful everywhere except quarterback. 11 and 5, 11 and 5, four Pro Bowls, 11 and 5, five straight years when he was healthy of winning seasons. Yes, when he retired, tick people off. Yes, it was very short. But you got, you got to understand. You got to understand. Gail Sayers, Trell Davis, Sandy Koufax. I mean, Gail Sayers was a running back. And I know it was more of a running back league. But if you're going to all let compilers in, and I do think in this soft time that, you know, we want to be nicer and we want to, you know, include more people and stuff, which I'm all for. If you're going to do that, because I see it happening all the time in Hall of Fames, well, why can't I fight for great? I don't think Brady goes 11-5, with one of the worst defenses, O-lines, and no-run game. I don't think he does. By the way, his coach, Andrew Luck's coach, who got fired, who he had, has never been given a second job. Never really hot in the market. So he didn't have a great coach either. I'm telling you, what Andrew Luck did is remarkable. Never seen anything like it. Just think of how good Trevor Lawrence is. And you're like, well, his first coach. Yeah, Andrew Luck went 11-5 and five with that kind of stuff. I mean, just, just think of, you know, as good as Justin Herbert was. Well, he didn't win games. Yeah, uh, but the Chargers had talent. Luck didn't have any and went 11-5, and 11-5, and 11-5. and five. Right in the middle of, it should be noted, like, uh, you know, the Tom Brady era. Big Ben was still closer to his prime. So, uh, yeah, I'd fight for Andrew Luck for the Hall of Fame. I, I think it's hard to tell the history of the NFL without Gale Sayers, without Terrell Davis, without Andrew Luck. I think you can tell the story of all these sports leagues without compilers. If you're not the best player on your team, if you didn't elevate others, you're not really a Hall of Famer. And I would argue a quarter of Hall of Famers now, I understand if it's the 27 Yankees, but a quarter of Hall of Famers often weren't the best player on their own team for a duration of their prime. I see it all the time in all sports. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources okay 
I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Former NFL GM Mike Lombardi said last week uh, on YouTube, Pat McAfee show, that the Rams tried to trade Matt Stafford this offseason. Now, what I was told is that the Rams tried to feverishly rework his contract. Stafford didn't have a great deal of interest in that. He got him a Super Bowl. He wasn't going to pay for some of their drafting mistakes. So Matt Stafford said, I got you all a ring. You got me a ring. Part of the deal was I get paid the way I get paid. I moved to a very expensive city, and I don't feel like reworking my deal. So the Rams, because of that, wanted to make some moves this offseason, and they couldn't. Uh, My hunch is the Rams will draft a quarterback next season. It's a great quarterback draft. They'll probably be middle of the first round, somewhere between like 12 and 18. That's my guess. I see them as an 8-9 win team. Most people see them as a 6-7 win team. That would put them about 12-13. The Rams roster is very, very young. Now, they do have great players at key positions. Quarterback, Stafford still top 10. Aaron Donald, first or second best defensive lineman. Cooper Cup when healthy, a monster. Also a great coach. And they've got probably the first or second richest owner. It matters. He can write a lot of checks. But even if they traded Matt Stafford, I think the move to get Matt Stafford was absolutely, unequivocally, inarguably worth it. Los Angeles, for better or worse, and I think it's for better, is the most distracted city in America. Perfect weather. Mountains within a couple hours, beaches, 31 music venues, 10 pro teams, two major universities. Think about how big New York is. Sometimes, though, they don't have our beaches nearby. Ours are connected to the city. They don't have our mountains. They got to go to Vermont and ski or come out west. They don't have two major universities and college football programs in their city. Do they have 31 music venues around New York? Probably, but I doubt it. The reality is our weather and our proximity to things to do. Vegas is a 40-minute flight away. We're very distracted. The Rams were building a new stadium, and they needed to get noticed. And they did. And they got everybody a ring. And you can say what you want about the Niners' dominance. Kyle Shanahan would trade all those regular season wins over McVay for a ring 
yesterday. So the Rams are not in a terrible place. If you look at their schedule, and this is why I tend to be higher on the Rams than everybody else, they only face three great elite quarterbacks. Week three, they're at Joe Burrow. He's great. Then, as you can see on the schedule, they face Jalen Hurts at home week five. He's great. And then they face Lamar Jackson week 14. He's great. Then it's a lot of Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love, uh, Sam Howell, Derek Carr at home. It's a very workable schedule. They're over under a six and a half. I think they're eight and nine or nine and eight. I think they fight with Seattle for a wild card spot the final weekend of the year. Almost nobody else likes them as much as I do. But again, they're great at coach. They're great at quarterback. They've got a great defensive lineman. They have a great weapon. And they've got several good players. They also, last year, had an offensive line injury bug that I believe set a record for the most starting units on an offensive line in league history. I could be wrong. I think I'm right. So I think they bounce back. But their defense is young fast and without a lot of experience and they'll have to win in shootouts and i think they will about eight times be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific so I, I got a story handed to me this morning uh dak prescott 29 and uh and there's a talk about how he 1000 percent says turning 30 there's a real sense of urgency Dak has urgency the next two years. It doesn't have anything to do with his age. The NFC is the weakest it's been in like 30 years. And in one year, in one draft, less than a year away, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Michael Penix Jr., all A prospects, may all end up in the NFC. Because almost all the really awful teams, like Arizona, potentially really bad, Tampa, potentially really bad, really bad, uh, they're mostly in the NFC. So the landscape in the NFL changes very quickly. It was not long ago. It was Peyton Manning, Brady, and Big Ben in the AFC. And now it's Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, and Lamar. And others. And Justin Herbert. So Dak is not young, nor cheap. And nor is he a superstar talent. And those are the two ways you win Super Bowls. Young and cheap? Nope. Superstar? Nope. He's a reflection of his roster more than he elevates it. He is the longest tenured quarterback for any one team in the league, and I know exactly what he is. It's why I said last week it is ridiculous to think he's going to pop this year. You don't think Kirk Cousins is going to pop this year because you know what Kirk Cousins is. They're the same guy. Look at their numbers. So his urgency is seizing the NFC in the next two years because it'll change. By the time Caleb Williams or a Drake May is in year two, we saw Burrow in year two. We saw Mahomes in year two. We saw Lamar in year two. It's different. Think about this. Dak used to compete against Russell Wilson in his prime. He's gone, replaced by Geno Smith. He used to compete against Aaron Rodgers in his prime. He's gone. It's Jordan Love. He used to compete against Tom Brady. He's gone. Same team now has Baker Mayfield. Russell, Wilson, Tom, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, gone, gone, gone. Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith. Outside of Jalen Hurts, you kind of feel like Dak's as good as everybody else in the NFC. Stafford, no, but we worry about health. 
So Dak does need to be urgent. Two years. Because there's only one way that you win in Super Bowls. We see it. Young, talented, cheap quarterback, he's not that. Or superstar talent, he's not that. So you got this two-year window. It happens a lot. You got a one- or a two-year window. I think he's got two. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Colin right, Colin wrong on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. I told everybody on Wembenyama, chill out. Kid may be nervous. The summer league's kind of different, right? Some of these guys are desperate. They're trying to make the league. They're chucking up shots. Um, Wembenyama may not dominate the summer league. Now, he was very good in game two. He was very okay. One for six on threes in game one. I also feel like he's playing his way into shape. But we said... He's probably not going to be, at any one time, the most dynamic player. The summer league is different. He's made the team. He's all about getting in shape, getting stronger, not about getting his in game one of the summer league. Where Colin was wrong. I don't understand the Milwaukee Bucks. They got to get younger, and they just re-signed Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and Jay Crowder. I like all those guys, kind of, but... Lopez is 35, Crowder's 33, Middleton's, I think, 32, and had injuries. I mean, you watched them this year, at the end of the year. They got run off the floor by Miami. Boston scored at will. Um, They feel old. Like, that was one of the easy teams in the offseason. Just get younger. Get get some youth in here. They double down on age. Where Colin was right? Well, a story out this morning that DeAndre Hopkins... Already has two offers from New England and Tennessee. And as I said last week, he's just waiting for a better offer or a third offer. He's not desperate. Gerald McCoy came on our show, six-time Pro Bowler last week, and said he should not rush to a team. Whoever starts on opening day on that team will not be there by the end of the season because you have injuries, you have people getting released, you have trades. He he doesn't have to rush. Anywhere he goes, he's going to make the right decision. When I when uh, the Bucks and I decided to part ways, that next day I had 15 teams called. 15. Just wait because something might open up. You never know. Mm-hmm. Where Colin was wrong. Greg Popovich just got an $80 million contract in his mid-70s. He hasn't had a winning season in four years. He's not overly tolerant deal with some of the young NBA players. He's never embraced the three. I don't doubt that he's super smart, but as he's aged, he's gotten increasingly uh, cranky, and it is a three-ball shooting league. I I do think Duncan Robinson and Wemby are in the same sort of character mold and personality mold, and I I think he was – I think the Kawhi Leonard stuff left a mark. He just doesn't want to deal with needy players, nonverbal players. But I was surprised he got $80 million in his mid-70s. Where Colin was right? Well, a story came out this morning that should we consider Andrew Luck for the Hall of Fame? This absolutely needs to be a discussion. Whether he gets in or not, Gail Sayers got in with four great years. Andrew Luck, 
Six years healthy, four Pro Bowls behind a bad defense, a coach that got fired, a bad O-line and no run game. He got to an AFC championship. 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 8 and 7 and 10 and 6 with no help when he was healthy. Whether or not you want him in, this has to be a discussion. Koufax is the best pitcher ever with three dominant years and three other good ones. Andrew Luck did what I don't think Brady could have done. Get to an AFC championship with a bad roster and a coach that got fired. Where Colin was right. Mets and Yankees, two highest payrolls, underachieving. I've said this about New York sports. I don't think they're brilliantly owned and generally not that well run. New York gives you money and ego. It also gives you a ton of pressure. And it doesn't matter if it's Gettleman's bad moves with the Giants or Brian Cashman's so-so moves with the Yankees. I just don't feel the best owners and front offices are in New York. They're trying to, like the 80s and 90s, just buy more good players. Atlanta Braves don't do it like that. It's not just about that. You can buy pressure and you can buy headlines. It's hard to buy wins and titles in sports. Where Colin was wrong. When Malik Willis came out, remember from Liberty, we knew he was raw, but we liked his intangibles. We liked his athleticism. He was a power thrower. But according to stories, he not may not make the Titans. Now, it was a bad quarterback class. Pickett was the best, but there are stories now. They draft Will Levis. They're just going to move on from him potentially. And uh, I, mean, I, didn't think he was, I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was a, an athlete. There were comps for him. He was a good kid. He was good at the podium. He was known as a hard worker, but the Titans may be already bailing on him. Where Colin was right. The Boston Globe said the Celtics are preparing for a seismic trade. I had said last week on social media, they're up to something. I still think in a year, Porzingis, Jalen Brown will be offered for Giannis. That feels seismic. Moving Al Horford doesn't feel seismic. Uh, I should have asked Brad Stevens when I saw him this weekend, but it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right place, and I'm such a respectful journalist. But the Boston Globe is saying what we're saying. They are up to something big. Where Colin was right. My concern for Oklahoma football, did you see the Big 12 media day votes? In the weakest the Big 12 has been in like forever, they're picked for third and don't get any more first place votes than Texas Tech. That's not a shot at Texas Tech, but it's Texas Tech. This is Oklahoma. What it is, considering they're still an elite national dominant recruiting team, it's a question about Brett Venables, a longtime defensive assistant that had a connection to Oklahoma. Colleges tend to do that. They hire their own. In Jim Harbaugh's case, it took a while, but it's worked. In Brent Venables' case, I have my doubts. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. 
Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Well, as America's hardest working honesty broker, I was in Vegas this weekend. Okay, I didn't go to the Summer League games. I went to the fight. Rick Buecher is now joining us. Buke's looking at me like, how did you not go to the Summer League? No I, kidding! I took friends... To U- They'd never been to UFC, so I took friends to UFC, oh, okay. and I stayed at a hotel with about seven NBA teams and was the shortest guy in the entire hotel. Yeah. So let, let's talk about Wemby. Uh, the, the, the summer league's different. Uh, there's a lot of desperate players trying to make the league. Sure. Showing off, and Wemby's made the league. I don't even know if he's in good shape. He obviously needs to get stronger. Most young, thin guys that size do. Yeah. What's your interpretation of what you saw? He's better than I thought he was going to be. Boom! I could not be more impressed. And especially with having, I saw everything I needed to see. I, I saw him struggle in game one and be completely unfazed and come back in game two and show you what he could, he could do. And, and actually, I, he showed me everything I needed to see in game one. He didn't make shots. He got, his, he got his shot off easily. He got where he wanted to go. His floor vision is way better than I, I mean, I haven't seen him play. Like, you can play through him, and I'm not worried about his physicality at all because unlike Chet Holmgren, while he is skinny, he's, he's also very willowy. He's, he's very flexible. He takes hits, he goes down, he bounces right back up. Uh, he's going to be fantastic. Now, I would fully expect that the Spurs are going to slow roll this. Thank you. Which is why they... They gave Pop a five-year, $80 million deal because there's probably going to be some pushback and some questions and some second-guessing, and both Pop and the Spurs want everybody to know, no, we're doing it Pop's way. Are there players in the league, because they're obviously going to have some money here, mm-hmm. are there players that are good to surround him with? Like, like generally in the NBA, 
I've said this before, is that I think you find your star. This is where Dallas has made a mistake. Yeah. Then you find players that can compensate for that star's hole. Sure. Even LeBron early couldn't shoot the three. Yep. Then you find Cleveland couldn't find guys that could. Yeah. Finally, even Miami, they went and got Ray Allen. Mike Miller, Bosch could shoot for a big. Yep. So Wemby, I don't know how many holes he has, but but do you see players and you think, oh, that would work with Wemby? Yeah, I would take the Kevin Kevin Garnett uh, model in Minnesota where they just got smart veteran players, they know who the star is, and they can play off him. But I'm going to go get high IQ guys because this guy's understanding of how to play is already way beyond his years. His just his maturity, his demeanor, like the whole the whole package. I was skeptical when when everybody he's the next generational player and he's going to be LeBron and that and we are setting the bar incredibly high. Well, but that you know what we did for Tiger, he answered it. Yeah. But this guy he's he's got it he's got it all. He he I mean honestly, I generally don't gush about players, but especially young players, because I like, show me, right? He showed me a lot in these first, in these first two games. Now, look, it's summer league, right? I'm not saying he's not going to struggle. Okay, not gonna- but his team, his European team, played the G League teams. Yes. Of them, he scored 37 and 36. Yeah. And, the, and by the way, the European teams would crush our college teams, yeah. run them off the floor. Which is why, you know, I, I was listening to the show earlier and all the hype around Scoot and all of that and... He's been, he's been playing in the G League. Like, he's been playing Summer League. A lot of these other guys, Brandon Miller and other guys, like, they haven't been playing against this type of what do you physicality and athleticism. What's that? Scoot, what do you think? I think he's a dynamic player. I think he's, I need to see more in terms of if he's a point guard, is he a true playmaker? Does he, can he balance that? Desire to score with getting everybody involved. You know, I, I was talking to uh, uh, um, Jason Timpf, who works with me at The Volume, and mm-hmm. he brought up a good point. And um, he said, right now, he's just dynamic. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you really look at the great players in league history, they have more than a fastball. Mm-hmm. That, that's always been the not. Like I always said with John Wall, he's fast. Yeah. Oh, Can he play slow? Yeah. Can he play slow? You know, Chris Paul could speed up. Yeah. but had a pace to him. But Chris could hit a mid-range. Yep. Chris could elevate. Chris could be a leader. A lot of guys come in with a fastball, mm-hmm. and all the fanboys fall in love with a fastball. Mm-hmm. It's often small guys who are dynamic, and because they're dynamic, they can score high school, AAU, and college at will. Yep. And they never develop a jumper, and eight years in, they can't shoot a jumper. Yep. I watch Wemby. I see layers and layers of game. Mm-hmm. Scoot, my question is, is right now... Is he just a 98-mile-an-hour fastball? And this is, this is what every NBA team faces because you can draft the requisite athleticism to dominate your position, yeah. and you can draft a guy who may not necessarily have the high basketball IQ or the understanding of the whole game, and then it's just a matter of whether they're willing to go get it. Giannis is very much in the same camp. What's the, the beauty of Giannis is that He's figured out how to win, even while his game is still not skill-wise at the level of a Kevin Durant or even a Joel Embiid. And that's my, that's my question now is, like, he still has to evolve. I know he's willing to do it, and I know that he's figured out a way to make the most out of his athleticism and play smart, even if it's not highly skilled. And when I say highly skilled, I'm talking about, like, Jokic level. 
uh, KD level. When we talk about Giannis being one of the best players in the league or the best player in the league, there's always, I don't know, like I always kind of hesitate because I'm like, he is because he dominates at both ends of the floor. But is he as skilled as Kevin Durant or, or, or Nikola Jokic? No, he's not. And at this point, that's the next step that he has to take. And Scoot is along the same lines. He's just like 10 blocks back. So uh, I don't have a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, Hollywood connections. I don't really have a lot. I have a couple who are buddies. Okay. And they're not like <laughs> That's They're not God, actors. that a humble brag. They're like, not, yeah, I don't have connections. I just have people that I hang out with in my neighborhood. Like, okay, so <laughs> they're not actor types, but they're uh, more producer types. Okay. And so I, did, I have a friend who is, uh, knows Chris Paul. Okay. They kind of have... Um, a vacation place by each other. Okay. And he loves Chris Paul and he talks about his intelligence and his maturity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's funny about how the world views Chris Paul to the Warriors. Mm. And they're like, ooh, tension. And yeah. Chris Paul tell my friend, Steph and I are good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We've done well. We we're gonna be good. Yeah. I think people look at this and they're like, they're fans. Yeah. You hated him and you hated him. Yeah. They're on the same team. They're both Hall of Famers. Yeah. They both want to make it work. Like Chris Paul is telling somebody I know who's knows Chris. And yeah. Chris, Chris is like, we good. Yeah. You guys are fun. But but do you sense that? Because when I heard this, because that's one of my things. I'm like, can Chris come off the bench? It's hard. Right. But Chris is telling people like, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, Chris Paul would have run Jordan Poole off. If they were played together, he would have run him off, right? Because right. that's what Chris Paul is about. That's, that's why the Warriors, in part, look, they needed to get Jordan Poole. They needed to move him on because Jordan Poole has not gotten past the punch. And, and indications are <laughs> he may never, right? And they just needed to move on. Chris Paul, the only problem that Chris Paul has with anybody is if they're not focused on trying to win the game and trying to get better. Yeah. That's what the Warriors are all about. That's, the why, the, that's why the Warriors moved Jordan Poole out. He struggled so, at times with Blake Griffin, who was more about commercials and dunking than winning games. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think at the time. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to, to bag on Blake because I think Blake is a perfect example of a guy who's, and we see Chris Paul doing it. We saw Jason Kidd do it. The guys who are physical freaks. Yeah. And then they lose that physicality and they find another way to still be an effective player. All right, so I saw Blake go through that evolution and I respect that okay. to the nth degree. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when he went to Detroit and he dragged them to the playoffs all by himself and, he's, and he, was no, he was half of what he was physically, that impressed me. All right. Maybe nobody else, but it impressed me. Oh, I like that. So, um, Chris Paul, the only, the only potential rub I see is that Chris Paul has always been the leader, ipso facto, of, of his team. It's, the rub is not going to be with Steph. The rub could potentially be with Draymond in terms of, because they're both playmakers, they both kind of like running the show, they both have expectations on how to play. That's interesting. And they're both a little bit compromised. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be a problem. I would expect that they will work their way through it. But if there was any point at which I thought there might be friction, 
it would be them wrestling with who's really going to lead this thing. Because Draymond's always had that, that to himself. Steph is the quiet, set the standard leader, and Draymond's the one who's a little more vocal in getting everybody organized. Chris likes to organize people too. So that, but I, I don't have any reservations that they'll figure it out. I would just, that's the one point that I would keep an eye on. So I saw the story this morning uh, where the Blazers are saying, listen, give us a couple rotational guys and four picks. Now, <laughs> I view that three seems more reasonable. Three yeah. picks and two rotational yeah. guys. But, but I've said this, is that my responsibility as a general manager mm-hmm. is to my advertisers, my owner, and to my franchise and fans. It's not to make sure somebody, some star guy who I paid $300 million to's legacy is great. Yeah. I think three first-round picks and rotational guys is very reasonable by Portland. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's the going rate. Rudy Gobert, screwed the deal for Rudy Gobert really just screwed everything up. And then you could argue, I mean, the Phoenix Suns ultimately gave up something very similar in getting Kevin Durant. Uh, actually, you could argue more. Uh, you know, where Damian Lillard is is somewhere in between those two. So the asking price is reasonable, but you don't have to... You don't have to to insult the star going out the door. Well, like, why are they insulting him? What's can, the insult? You can well this this we're going to we, we don't care you know whatever Dame wants like we're going to do what's best for us. You don't have to put that out there. You could you could be no, far more diplomatic and say, you know what we want to do right by Dame, but Dame has been the face of this franchise. Dame is an all star. Dame is a very valuable piece, so we need to get we need to get value back. We want to do right by Dame, but we need to get value back. And then by doing that, you're putting the pressure on Pat Riley and the Miami Heat, rather than we're going to do whatever we want. And now you get kind of crossways with Aaron Goodwin and Damian. You don't you don't you don't have to make this contentious if you don't want it to be. Well, players make it contentious. Wow. They're players. You here's the thing: as a team, as a team, you're not. It's not just the sponsors and the fans. Uh, it's also your players and the players that you hope to get. Players are very aware of how other players are being treated. So Damian Lillard, for ten years, uh, going on eleven, says, "I I know other teams want me. I know guys are chasing championships." I am saying in Portland, the value of your star player, making it clear beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm not going anywhere, I want to win here. You tell me, how many, how many stars do that? How many stars are that out front in a small market? That deserves respect. Now he wants to go, it's in your best interest. He's getting paid way more at an age that doesn't fit with the timeline for your team. You can... Both sides can be happy. We can we can keep everybody happy. I'm 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 feeling very diplomatic these days. I'm uh I'm not so much that way. No, I I know. Yeah. Well, I, just, you know, I don't even tell people. Yeah. Uh, I don't even tell people to have a nice day anymore. I tell them to have the day you deserve, and karma works its way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have the well, day you hey, deserve. That that attitude is why you killed it with your house. <laughs> Come on. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Get, let's get past that. What? Stop. Really? Nobody wants. Hey, are you open for dinner tonight? Uh, yeah, might be. Where are we going? I told you, you set a bar. Okay, let's, tonight we're going to switch it up. 
Huh? Tonight, instead of just fish, we mm. always do fish. Mm-hmm. How, how about a little unhealthy tonight? Sure. All right. Rick Buecher. It was very good stuff. Do I have, well, hold on one second here. Sorry, America. Hold on. I want to see something. I don't look at my notes that often. Oh, oh, okay. I, I got something here for you. Um, L.A. has earthquakes every day. 1.2, 1.4, 2.1. Those aren't seismic. Right. Seismic is 5.8. I've been on the set when we had an earthquake. That was like a 5.7 or something. I'd say 4.5 and, and up. Okay. I've slept through 4.5. Really? 5.8? Really? Oh, yeah. I've slept through three earthquakes. I've uh, slept through fours. Four, don't bring a four at me. Don't bring your little weak four at me. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go back to sleep after a four and a half, okay. but it will wake me so up. So the Boston Globe or Herald, I think it's the Globe, said, they're stockpiling picks. We got a seismic move in the horizon. And yeah. my take is, in a year, seismic doesn't mean tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It means accumulating stuff. And my takeaway is seismic in this league is Luca or Giannis. And mm-hmm. to get that, you got to go Jalen Brown picks plus. Porzingis Brown picks. Yep. Se- seismic is Luka or Giannis. Yeah. It ain't moving Al Horford to Golden State. Okay? No. So no. What, when you read seismic, what did you think? <sighs> I, I immediately thought, Brad Stevens, when's the last time the Celtics did seismic? That's my thought. Kevin Garnett. Like, it sounds. It sounds good. I, how many years ago was that? Well, I mean, but that's that was. And that was Brad to... Stevens wasn't anywhere anywhere close to that. I look. The the fact that you said Giannis and and Luca. This is the one hang up with that. And I know everybody's kind of buzzing on, you know, mon- everybody in the league's monitoring Giannis. This is the beauty of international players that are made the cornerstone of a team. They appreciate that. They are not looking to skip town right away. They take that. So as much as it's sexy and it would fill a lot of airtime for us if we could get this ball rolling, yeah. I, I am skeptical that either Luca or Giannis right. are going to leave their, their current teams. And what other seismic thing that might be? But. Mm. One of the things we've learned about international basketball players. Yep. So they first came into our sport, and we liked them, but they didn't run franchises, and right. they didn't run the league. Yep. And now, now we're into a – and they always felt like uh, they were very gracious. So this next kind of level of international players is, oh, they're the best player on the team. Yeah. And they may be the best player on the league, and they're leading yeah. the titles. Yeah. Is the third movement of the international player. Yeah. It goes in waves. They come to the country, they get 17 a game, and we kind of don't respect him. Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Pushed around by team. The second level is, damn, they're really good, and they win titles, and they're the best player. You got a Dirk. You got a Giannis. The guy, oh, it will change. They'll bring now, when they start running this league, Yeah. the third is, yeah, now you didn't give me good enough players. I'm on move. Now, we haven't had that yet. Yeah, but young people are on the forefront of cultural changes. Not old guys like us. Mm-hmm. I think the third wave for international is no more Mister Nice Guy. We run the league. Get us better players because you're now holding us to a LeBron standard, like Wemby. Now Wemby's going to the Spurs. They're fine, but I see hmm. a third level to the international star. And it's hope. coming. <laughs> it's I can't argue with I, I can't argue with that because. We are seeing some changes in 
the entitlement of international players. We got we got a little bit of that with with Luca coming in, yeah. right? Less so with 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 Giannis, and obviously some of it has to do with their their level of success before they got here. Um, just as an aside, I don't see any of that with Wemba and Giannis. I don't Yama. either. I mean, that, but it, by the way, Giannis now jokes about mobility. It used to be I'm going to McDonald's to have a burger and go home and sleep. Now it's like. Instagram, very interesting rumors with the Warriors. Yeah, I think I think that's still Giannis in his dad joke phase. He's just uh, having fun <laughs> with it. Okay, I've never moved out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Till I'm in a casket, I got dad jokes and then some. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, the All Star Game is on Fox. It's tomorrow night. I am proud. It's in the Pacific Northwest, uh, in Seattle, where I grew up as a kid watching bad Mariner teams at the Kingdom. Derek Jeter is now part of Fox, and when I think of Derek, I don't just think of 20 years with the Yankees exclusively with the Bombers. I don't just think of the five times as a World Series champ. I think of him as clutch. Uh, he was also unbelievable in all-star games, in postseason games, which he played over 150. Derek Jeter, our pleasure, joining us now live from Seattle. Yeah. Thanks so, for having me, Colin. You know, I'm a little disappointed you're from here yeah. and you're not here. I know. Yeah. You should be on site. Yes, I should be. Thank you for mentioning that. You know, you could rub up to the bosses <laughs> here before the game and give a little heads up on that. You actually, you were obviously a great po- postseason player. We talked about that 15 minutes ago. You were like a beer, beer league softball player in the All-Star game. You hit 480 in All-Star games. So what was it? Because you're facing the best pitchers, and you just rolled. I, you know, I, it's, a, it's a good question. I have no idea how to answer that. I, th- I think it's um, you have to enjoy the stage. You enjoy the stage of an All-Star game. You enjoy the stage of postseason, and uh, you got to have fun. You know, I never treated those games like they were any different. I think sometimes players get in postseason games or get an all-star game they try to put a little bit more pressure on themselves but I just enjoyed it and I had a good time and look there's a lot of luck that came my way as well you know Derek I, I was thinking about this <clears throat> I always had this theory on New York if you became a star and grew with the city Aaron Judge Posada you Eli Manning Michael Strahan Jalen Brunson with the Knicks you don't enter as a star you become one in New York the city will have your back forever but if you come in as a star, A-Rod, uh, Mello, John Carlos Stanton, has a lot of pressure. And when the Mets go out and spend a lot of money, man, that's a lot of pressure. Do you sense sometimes it is harder to not grow in New York but be a star when you come? Without question. I think the thing is, is when you come up in New York, you know, the fan base, they watch you struggle. They watch you grow. They see you every single day. And then when you come in as a free agent, the only time they see you're in the highlights. They see you hitting home runs. They see you driving (laughs) runners in. You know, they see the success. And then when they come and and you struggle a little bit, like every single player does, I think the fan base looks at it like, I've never seen this before. You know, this is what is not what we signed. So it is much more difficult, I think, uh, to come to New York when when you're a free agent as opposed to coming through the organization. 
um, thank God I came through the organization because they had a lot of patience with me. Yeah. No, I watched your, I watched, um, I read the book The Captain by Eno O'Connor, and I've also watched the documentary on you. And I think what's most remarkable is how tough it was early in your career. You were young, you were thin, you didn't have your strength and power quite yet, and you developed into it. You know, I, I, I look at um, the late, great George Steinbrenner, and now we have a different iteration, his kids. And a lot of Yankee fans are always beating up on the Yankees. They won't go spend here, here. And I'm like, well, they spent Derek, Garrett Cole, John Carlos Stanton. They're a very good baseball team, but the fans expect more. Um, have they underachieved, or do you just think it's the Braves, the Astros, the Dodgers? They got big money. They're really good, and the world's changed. Well, I think one you have to realize it's difficult to win. I mean, that's why people celebrate, it's hard to do. So just because you spend money and you sign players doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna win a championship. I know we made it look easy for years there in New York and it's not easy. We had a lot of breaks that went our way as well. So I, I you know, look, the Yankees continue to spend money. They, they continue to sign players, but ultimately it comes down to you have to have a great regular season to get to the postseason and you have to be hot during the postseason in order to be the last team standing. And, you know, the Yankees just haven't got hot. They've gotten close. But, uh, you know, the great thing about when, when you have a high payroll is, is you give everyone optimism. You give the fan base optimism. You give the players on the team optimism. But ultimately, you got to perform on the field, and, and that's on the players. And, and, but it's, it's very difficult to do. You're not just going to win because you have great players on your team. So Aaron Judge is banged up. The Yankees have struggled to hit when he's out. They just got rid of the batting coach, which they don't do, the hitting coach. That's not what Brian Cashman's history is, but there was some sense of urgency. Is there a move at the trade deadline, Derek, that would make sense to you, or should we just be patient? <laughs> be patient. I mean, patient isn't a word that you use in New York, especially <laughs> when you start talking about the Yankees. So um, I don't know if they're going to be patient. Um, I, I can't answer that question of what their mindset is, but Yankees are struggling to score runs. Yep. Look, the pitching staff, you got Cole, you have Severino, you got German, um, you know, you got uh, Rodon coming back, you got Cortez coming back. So the pitching is there. They just need to score some runs, especially while Aaron's out. You know, who knows when he's going to come back. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but uh, they, they are scuffling to score a few runs here and there, and, and I would expect them to do something. What that is, I, I think you know, you'll know in a couple weeks, but um, I do expect them to do something. They don't really sit still uh, for too long, especially when they, they're in the race. Look, they're only uh, a few games back, so you know, I, they still have that opportunity, so I would expect them to do something. So when I was a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, I always felt like the National League had more good players. The Dodgers, the Reds, the Pirates, the Phillies, they just were stacked. Uh, the American League now has better players. I couldn't tell you the last, I think it was 10 years ago, the National League won an All-Star game. Is there a reason behind it? I mean, some of it has been the Yankees' payroll, that you guys had great players, but it, it does feel like the American League has more good players is that is that changing well look when you grew up would you say the 50s and 60s <laughs> the 70s. <National> League was <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when you when, when you grew up yeah i mean look i think sometimes we're just the american league's on a run right now and uh some things you just can't explain like you asked me about success in the in the all-star games you just can't explain it but you know i'm an american leaguer so right. i hope this this run continues you know Derek, they, they've made some changes in baseball. I never like the defensive shift because I think in basketball you can't be in the key forever and in hockey you can't be in the crease. So I didn't like baseball players playing in right field. I just think I want to see – it's not fair. I just felt there was a sense it wasn't fair to hitters. And the pitchers now are all 6'5". They all throw 98. you got about four different pitchers. Let's make it easier to hit. 
Um, the games now are much faster. Now you would, th- I like that as a consumer, but as a player, you know, these two-hour and nineteen-minute games. How does that sit with you? Well, well, I agree with you with the shift. I think uh, you know when you talk about having the shift. Um, I didn't like the shift either. I think ultimately, you know, as a baseball fan, you're used to when balls are hit hard to the right side, it's a hit. And then all of a sudden you look and you have someone wandering out there in the <laughs> outfield. So I, I, was, I was big on eliminating the shift as well. When you talk about shorter games, look, I would have loved it as a player. I mean, we, we came up when you had the Boston-New York rivalry. We were playing four-and-a-half-hour <laughs> games every time. So as a player, I would have loved to have two-and-a-half-hour games. So I think it's good for the consumer. It's good for the fans, the, the shorter time frame. But then also I think you, the goal is to have more action in the game. So some of the rule changes I think have been great. The reaction, the response from the fans have been great. I think it's easier to watch a game on television. So I'm actually all in favor of the changes. Shohei Otani is, and we've said this before, is he's got Mookie Betts's speed, he's got power, and he, if not for a blister, he could have been an, he could have been starting in the All Star game, but in in the Angels, Derek, he is a little bit hidden in Southern California. It's a, it's a it's a Dodger area, right? So he could make another hundred million somewhere else, or he could be great. What is your takeaway on? I mean, you get to a point when you make. 600 million or 580 I'm not sure what the difference is but I get players want more money if you if you were an agent or recommending stuff what do you make of Otani's path going forward well the difference is 20 million so <laughs> I think it's easy for people to say there's no difference there's a difference um Look, I, I think for Otani, and you can put Trout in there as well, I think as, as a baseball fan, you want to see the best players on the national stage. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for Anaheim, they haven't been in the postseason in years. Otani's never played in the postseason. Trout's played in there once. Um, but even if you look at the WBC, I mean, the whole world was watching. Otani, he, he, he really he was a shining star. So you want, as a baseball fan, to see them in those situations. But it's unfortunate. So you say hidden. I think he's been hidden out there just because they haven't been on that stage yet. And, uh, you know, something's going to have to change because I know players, that's what they want to do. They want to have the opportunity to play for a championship. They want to be on that stage so they can showcase their talents. And, and I think baseball has been missing that you know, both Trout and Otani up until this point. Finally, um, you know, it's, I, when you were in the middle of New York and you were this big star, you always had an ability to not disappear among the people, but you were just people, you were just seen as, and it's a remarkable talent. You were a star, but seen as sort of an everyman, like, like a guy would go, Oh, I'd love to have a beer with Jeter. You don't say that about every player. Now you're retired and everybody in New York knows you. Do you miss sometimes, though, the juice of being a Yankee in center stage? And you never leaned into it. That wasn't your, that wasn't your juice. But, God, those teams were fun. You were the center of the universe. Do you miss a little bit of that juice? I wouldn't, you know, look, once you're a Yankee, you're always a Yankee. You know, you walk around, people still recognize you, people still want to talk to you. They still tell, you know, they thank you for the championship that you won. But I think the stage changes, man. My center of my universe now is at home. I got four kids under six. So, uh, look, I got a lot going on, too. So, it's, it's it, you know, it went from cheers to screaming and crying and yelling. So, uh, I still hear the noise. It's just a different type of noise. All right. You got the wiffle ball years coming up. Um <laughs> 
Great seeing you as always. Absolute pleasure. Have fun in my hometown and continued success. It's great to have you at Fox, Derek. Hey, appreciate it, Colin. Thanks for having me, buddy. You bet. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.